The Octane Fuel Your Fire podcast is brought to you by Gatorade Endurance and the DFW Tri Club. Go to dfwtriclub.com and dfwtriclub.com slash calendar to choose from over 1,000 coached workouts every year. Sign up today at DFW Tri Club. And we are also brought to you by Gatorade Endurance. Anyone can go the extra mile. Gatorade Endurance is for the people who want to go the extra five miles. It's got more carbs, calories, and electrolytes to help meet endurance athletes' needs. It's going to be the on-site nutrition for Ironman for the next three years. Available at specialty retail stores at fuelbelt.com and at Amazon. So go out and try some Gatorade Endurance. Episode 22. 22. Yeah. The big deuce. Deuce, deuce. Deuce, deuce. The double deuce. Emmett Smith. The double deuce. The goat. Right, Mike? Who, Emmett Smith? Yeah. Unless you don't count the fact that he had the best offensive line in the history of the NFL. But we can go through that. Yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about that. It's not a Cowboys podcast. It's true. It's true. Are we 10-year-old boys? I'm actually one of the Cowboy fans that's kind of tired of us living those triplet glory days oh, how about gone. we how yeah. about we get with the times and much really like longhorn fans that are just reliving the 2005 mouth. season over and over and over hey dude i'm just from to... nebraska we've been living the 1990s <laughs> so the aggies for just happened to be the best two national decades. championship game of oh recent history. my goodness in the history come on now Dude, what, put what your bias aside about? for a minute. No, it was not the Which best. Which game? USC, Texas in 05. That was a pretty good game. No. Oh, nah. Dude, you just. Hey, you nah. know what? Vince Young won that game. Vince yeah. Young won that game. Without Vince Young, that game's. The comeback was greatness. It wasn't that big of a comeback. What was it, 14 points? You're a moron. I am not a Texas fan, and that was a good game. Nah. I know. Nah. Mr. Aggie over here. Just won't, there'll, there'll never be a time when you hear him give See, props. See, there was never any good. I'll give props to the Ags when they deserve it, but not Michael. Michael's not, no. Tell, me when, tell me when the Longhorns deserve it. I'll be happy to give it to them. Well, See, there's, I, just, I just said something and valid. I, and you know, I said no. you were wrong. There's no good Husker national championship because when we beat Florida, it's like 67 to yeah. 24. So, yeah, it's a bl- blowouts count, man. Kind of boring. Blowouts count. I was boring. actually a pretty when I was a kid. I I used to like the Huskers, and then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, I don't know. He became Just, a Texas fan. Yeah, got into Texas and got to spend some time at Texas and really enjoyed it. So I've been orange since. That's okay. Mike doesn't hold it against me. Hope you won't either. Mm-mm. I don't really care. I mean, they're in trouble. Charlie Strong better better perform, mm. or he's going to be on the hot. He's seat got a little bit. Of, he's got a little more. He's got two more years. I was going to yeah. say too. We're ho- we're hoping he in the Aggie world. He just continues what he's doing. And it just helps our recruiting, and then we'll. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not. You know, he's this. He's not the recruiter that Mac was. No. But also. He's having to clean up a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Mac I Brown respect Charlie did Strong, great things. Mac Brown did great things at Texas, but it clearly got a little out of hand. I don't. Th- I don't think it got nearly out of, as out of hand as people think it did. But they were. It was just time for a change. Yeah. It, it just you know, Mac's been around for a while. Yeah. I mean, when you when you win as much as he did and put yourself win a national championship, put yourself in position for another one, yeah. and then and then the the worst season you had was eight and five or whatever it was. Yeah. He the, he, the entire time he was there, he you know. should have pulled a Seinfeld and left when it was good. Yeah. He should have left two years ago. 
Yeah. Kind of like Tom Osborne, who left with the national championship. And, and went ahead and said, hey, and you need me, I'll be the senator of this that's great right. state of yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. So try uh, talk. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to that. But before I do, I need to tell you guys, we don't need to really have this on the podcast, but you guys need to Google John Kitna Waxahachie head coach. Yeah. And read the ridiculousness going on in Waxahachie around his hiring. Craziness. Like, didn't even really interview the guy. The superintendent just basically paid him whatever he wanted. No. Brought a bunch of his his boys in from Washington State. Gave his dad a job for like 45 grand as the equipment guy. No way. Yeah. Waxahachie right down the road. Google it. It's ridiculous. Jeez. I read it this morning and uh, I sent it to, to Stephanie because, you know, she's an administrator and she's like, oh my God. So do their property taxes pay for that? Yeah. Okay. I'd be yeah, livid. Yeah, there's well, a lot of people. Couple that with just because he was a pro athlete does not mean he's any good as a coach. He was a coach. To yeah, be like fair, he Leach. was a, he was a coach up in up in yeah, Washington he's a lawyer. State. Yeah, he was a coach up in Washington State. So I'll give him that. I mean, at okay. least he's coached football before. But one of the guys he's bringing with him is just a buddy of his that's never coached football in his life. Perfect. None of them are Texas certified to teach, which all coaches have to be. They hired him all anyway. It's ridiculous, dude. You got to check it out. It's Something I think would be right up your alley just yeah, to read. You like that kind of stuff. So, uh, all right. Well, what are we talking about today? Yeah. I think we should talk about your tremendous showing yeah. at Iron Man Texas. Let's let's just have the brakes on tremendous showing, Actually, dude, dude. Come on now, tremendous. So, it was tremendously long. <laughs> but you know, so and, so I think that's those are the most the examples of athletes. I, I got, think the 16, I got pinged. I got pinged a thousand times by yeah. texts and Facebook messages and direct messages. What's going on with Dave? What's going on with Dave? I said, number one, he shouldn't be doing this race. Number two, his knee is completely destroyed, and I'm sure he's been compensating for it somewhere along the way, and it's finally caught up to him on the run. And then when I finally talk to him, you find out his feet are, look like he's had been in the in the jungles of Vietnam for two years. It, it did. It looked like jungle uh, rot. It's platoon. just it's horrible. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. So... Yeah, we can talk about it. It was uh, well. Mike was mostly accurate in his Cliff Notes version of how things went, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've had this, and I was talking to Mike yesterday. Came by. And, uh, this knee has been jacked since Boston last year. Really, is when it started, and uh, I've had treatment on it here and there. But what I haven't had time to do, or given myself time to do, is rest it and heal mm-hmm. it. I've just been kind of, you know, duct tape and bailing wire to keep my leg together and training, 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 which is a bad idea. Um, but I knew, yeah, so, and it had gotten better through all the dry kneeling and all that stuff for a little bit in the wintertime when the volume wasn't as high. So what was your volume leading up to this? You mean like when? Right before? Eh, like two months before. Two months before, probably 14 hours 14 or 15, 16 hours a week, depending on the week. So what was your top um, 18, yeah. But uh, one of those weeks was when literally I just had to – we basically started taper early because my leg was just – I had a six-hour ride and a four-hour ride with runs that after them back-to-back. I got three hours in that one day, I think, Mike, right? I told you three yeah. hours. And then it just – it went tits up basically and he's like no i'm not doing this anymore didn't run after got on the bike the next day because it felt a little better spun about an hour ran probably 20 minutes so 
that week really doesn't count, but it was a week before taper. It was the last peak week, which, you know, you can debate whether or not I needed that much volume at that point because I have been training for so many weeks in a row, but I mean, I could have used it, I think, but anyway, um, yeah, that's the volume level was that high for a while, which is pretty, pretty common. I mean, for peak weeks like that, you don't get a lot of those, but right. You can't, you can't do that many of them, but um, there's one or two weeks of, in at least a training block for Ironman, you're going to get one or two weeks of that kind of volume. For your, or, for your average age, group, age grouper, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or you're going to tra- you're going to move some of that and might help me do some of this. Move some of the duration to shorter duration more and turn the intensity up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. when you have bank fitness, you can do that. Well, I, and I think, so, there's, this is a full disclosure. I, I haven't told you this before. So we were having this conversation two, three weeks ago about yeah. how you were even thinking about punching out on this deal. Yeah. And so, you know, we've had the conversation to him you know, doing Canada, getting pretty much all the way through Canada before he pulled the cord, um, then doing Maryland shortly thereafter. And then he's lining up for this one. And then he's lining up for Chattanooga in three months. Oh, you're doing Chattanooga? Hold on. <laughs> so, we'll get to it. So we had that conversation. I knew – there's two things I knew. So with his knee being the way it was and in conversation with him on the burnout, because I, 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 he was done. He was absolutely as, as done as I've ever seen anybody who's been doing this for – essentially training like this for two years then you add the the injuries then you add you're trying to do your podcast you're trying to do your coaching you're trying to do your family you're trying to do your life you're trying to do i mean and your your recovery i still don't think is probably where it needs to be so between all these things i was debating on whether or not i wanted you to when you said i think i'm going to pull the cord and not do houston i you'll notice i never said that's what you need to do i said you had the fitness bank you just need to rest and go ahead and do it do you want to know why because i do afterwards this would happen and you would take Chattanooga off the board and you would actually rest yeah. for a long period of time and get yourself back to where you need to be. Yeah. So I purposely did not say don't do it because I knew this. I yeah. knew I didn't think it'd be that this bad. What he's saying is manipulated me. <laughs> yeah. But, but I knew you were going to do, if, if you had not done Houston, you would still be training like this to Chattanooga well, and, and that would, that would end up being yeah, no good. He's, well, the only- he's right, by the way. I mean, it's, if I would have bagged Houston, I would have done Chattanooga and, but the only it's four, it's four months away, so there wasn't going to be enough a lot of time. I mean, so you got to rest the knee to get over ten and nine. This so is going to take a, right? it's going to take a while. And and Ron's the the doctor I work with. He's like, listen, if this thing doesn't feel, we're going to take a month off. And if it doesn't, if it's still lingering, you know, even with, after treatment, you got to get an MRI and see what's going on. In yeah, there. it could be something else. I, and I know I have. Um, I'm going to mispronounce this, I think, but I know I have chondromalacia, chondromalacia, which is the deterioration of the underside of the kneecap. And Ron thinks that the tendonitis is somewhat related to that. And maybe they're pairing up with tightness in the quad. I don't know, but I may be looking at an MRI. So, you know, Mike's right. And, um, I did give, I did give punching out of Texas a serious, serious thought, Mm -hmm. like for when, when the, when the time that I just told you about where I couldn't do those bikes, mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I can't make it through a three hour bike here, what the hell am I going to do out there? It's going to be 90 degrees with 90% humidity, you know, rolling Hills. You know, I couldn't make a three hour bike ride happen in the, in the, on the trainer in the garage, you know, how, what's a seven hour bike going to look like? Um, but you know, I, uh, 
there was a very specific reason why I wanted to do this race, and uh, and that's because my son's never seen me finish one of these things before, and he's at the age now where he needs he needed to see that. So, so was there any point in the race where you considered? Oh, stopping? lots of times, lots of times. Yeah, I mean, there were never a point. Never there was never a point on the bike that I considered stopping, um, but on the run, many times many times like when i i took the first mile real easy uh started jogging the second mile knee and quad just right then and there just said we're not gonna we're not gonna put up with much of this today thank you very much for asking uh and then so then at that point i'm like okay i'll just kind of jog walk yeah kind of a deal just death march through it which literally is what it ended up being is a death march tell me about your feet uh yeah, I'll get to that. Um, so I started just kind of jogging. I'd jog for a quarter mile, and I'd walk for probably half a mile. And then I'd jog a little bit more, and then I'd walk. And I was just trying to really hold something close to 15-minute miles. So I had plenty of time. Like, I at least – it wasn't a Canada where I had a two-hour swim and an eight-mile – an eight-hour bike where I was up against the time in a big way. I had a little bit of time to give, so but I was I knew I had to at least get four miles an hour in, um, you know, fifteen minute miles. So I just tried to aim for that, and I didn't make it a lot of times, but um, you know, about probably halfway through the through the run is when the blistering started, um, and it it got really really bad really really quick, and it was really humid there, so. And I don't know what it, I don't know. We talked about it on the podcast before, and I'm just going to compare it to that. But when we try nutrition, like you want to try one thing at a time. So if it doesn't work, you can eliminate that one thing. Well, I'd run in these shoes before. I'd run in these socks before. I'd used blister shield powder. I'd used blister shield roll on for races. But I did this thing all in Oceanside, didn't have this problem. Um, the difference is it was 90% humidity. Right. So likely none sweat. of that mattered compare you know and then you compound that with sweat and salty sweat because i'm a pretty salty sweater and it probably just broke my feet down and uh by the time i got around the uh, special needs second time the bags were gone um they picked special needs up i guess on the run at nine o'clock p.m or whatever it which was. is absolutely ridiculous yeah that i don't horse manure to the highest and, degree and maybe and and mike maybe my time is off because it does it, if, if it, it if was it's not the cutoff yeah, there should be special needs there. It wasn't there. That's that's that to me is ridiculous because the guys later in the race we need, need special needs more I, so than the that's, yeah that's, three hour run for the most part. I mean, listen, I did I did this race in sixteen hours and fifty minutes. Yeah, that's a long freaking time. Absolutely, I did Maryland in fifteen hours. So, is this a harder race? Yes. Is it an hour and fifty minutes harder? No. I had some issues I had to work through. Um, I needed to get, I need, if I would have got to that special needs bag and I would have done it at the right time, that run probably would have been different, but you know, if, and ifs don't really matter. To, but to Mike's that. point, this is a participatory sport yeah. you know, where the money is brought in by the people that participate in it. And there's a lot of people 
that are 16 hour, 16 and a half. Yeah, 15. there were a lot of them. Yeah, especially that day. So I wasn't al- I wasn't alone. I'll tell you yeah. that. So you know? those people, like Mike said, need the Coke or the fresh sauce. Yeah, we got, and we but and for the record, we did get nutrition. The aid stations yeah. were all there. The only complaint I have is that the aid station, the the uh, special, special needs. needs bags were gone. There's no reason why that should be gone. I mean, really, unless unless they let the volunteers underwear go underwear fairy came along and stored all stole Don't it all. Do, away. They were all gone. Every that's, bag was just that's swept ridiculous. Away. Yeah, so. You know, no socks change. Uh, I had, you know, in special needs, you know, I'm at least smart enough. I put extra socks. I put blister shield in there, powder, big blister band-aids. Um, you know, the only thing I didn't have in there that I would have wished I had was another pair of shoes because, I mean, just dry shoes would have been nice. But it doesn't matter because I didn't get in there anyway. Yeah. Do you get that stuff back? No. <sighs> You no. can. It's in a big pile. They, when you get special needs, they just throw it in a big pile. And yeah. Looks, I mean, it's just a big dumpster pile of That's a, I have bags. a funny story on that. So um, there's 2,000 bags. Full yeah. of socks and goo. In no and, particular order. So yeah. Terry Wilson worked special needs on the bike. Yeah. Came home with like a case of CO2 cartridges, tubes, tubes brand new tires. Cleaned up because that stuff's just sitting there. And they say, oh, well, if nobody's going to take it, yeah, take it. They, they put the pile out there, and if you want to go digging through and try to find your stuff, by all means. Yeah, you can. But, yeah, so you knowingly put things in there that you Iron Man don't. on a budget. Go volunteer. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Terry listen, will never need Terry, a CO2 cartridge. Terry will never, literally, will ne- he will never use the CO2 that he got. He will never use all the tubes that he got. He will probably never go through the tires that he got. Well, at Austin, there's a, like a and thousand there was, He said there were some weird things in the – that was interesting, too. I was like, what was the weirdest thing? It's like it's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he said Chick-fil-A sandwiches and hamburgers. I'm like, well, I can kind of get that. but Yeah, at that point, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The race was hard, man. It was, uh, it was definitely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, for sure, like mentally and physically. And uh, – well, Iron Man is so mental. I think people really don't put it, don't weigh in enough on the mental part of it. You know, I um, I had two athletes that were doing it. One didn't got got pulled from the bike course. And the other one had a really good day by most standards, but he we, we expected a, a better day. Um, no disappointment. It's just it is what it is because the conditions weren't. I mean, it was hot. It was it was humid. It was windy, and we couldn't replicate replicate the hot humid here because it's been raining and cold or cool and nice and you know you just can't replicate those and i looked at his power files and there's some things we're going to go through and try to figure out what happened in certain areas but you know and the other one it just he missed his cutoff by a minute on the on the on the bike Uh, he had to be at the 60 mile mark and he missed it by one minute and just you know it's it's one of those things but there's a mental component to this that i think a lot of people just take for granted and, you know, my intent was to go down there. And the whole point was because I knew him and I knew Tucker both were going to need the mental help to get through the last lap. Physically, I, th- I felt like they both were fine to do it. But that mental aspect is because out there on the last lap, I've been, I was out there last year. I was out there for the last two hours on the course just cheering people on because it's dark. It's lonely. It's not a lot of people out there. You're just yeah. Your 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 family's tired. They've been there for 20 hours, and they're sitting over there on the side, like waiting for you to come by, and they're checking their phones, and their feet are tired, and they're exhausted. I mean, it's just it's the mental aspect of this game is so different, and that's why when you've done one, 
you kind of can power through a little better. But man, when you're in yeah. those late groups, those 14 hour plus, 15 hour plus groups, it's a totally different ball game. I think it's because you know you you've done it once before, so you know you can do it. Yeah. So there's not that mystery of whether I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can do it because I've done it. I've run it before. But another thing that I told Mike yesterday: no two races are the same. Yeah. They're, the the distance may be the same. They all may be 140.6 miles, except for Chattanooga, which is 144.6. But for the most part, they're all the same distance, but no two of them are the same. No two races in the same course are the same. Well, and people don't recognize that. You know, they, they go in one year. Um, there's a really good example is a race that's here, Play Tri Festival. They had um, – they one year they was a normal-sized course. The next year they cut the course by, I almost see, two miles. And people are PRing it left and right. I mean, we're talking – 15, 20 minute PRs, and they're just everyone's going apes about how they PR'd, and they I mean, it was Facebook feed was just flying, and for whatever I can't remember why they cut the course short, but you know, that day it was not hot as it was the, the year before. It wasn't as windy. It wasn't as long. It wasn't, and you you can't you can compare race to race in some degrees, mm-hmm. but for the most part, if you if you're doing a 60 degree race in the next year it's 90 degrees and 70 percent humidity yeah those races are not the same in any way form or fashion other than the course no we're yeah. not it's not a static laboratory that we're no yeah it's just so you just you know like i said this before you learned a lot when you're out there um what was the biggest thing you learned on this race well shit, i learned a lot of things um first of all i learned that you you just should not take anything for granted out there. When what I'm talking about is really the the, the uh, special needs thing, because mm-hmm. I could have went through and changed everything the first aid station, and I at least would have been probably better off. Um, so when you identify, listen to your body, and when you identify something's not going ideally, right. remedy it as soon as you can, because you may not get an opportunity to remedy it again. That is true. It's probably the biggest learning, and I'm learning. I learned literally the hard way because right? <laughs> now I'm like asking you guys this morning if you have crutches, so I don't have to walk on this left foot. Yeah, that's probably the biggest learning. The other thing is um, what I just said, which is, you know, no two Ironmen are the same. So, you know, I don't, I don't like people say oh, this Ironman's easy, and that, you know, no Ironman's easy. No. First of all, you know, people say, oh, Arizona and Florida, and listen. If you know somebody who's finished an Ironman, they have done work. Right. They have done work. It's it's a long, long training block. It's a long, long day, and things don't go well. And, um, you know, you can't discount that. But, again, I think the biggest learning is what I just said, which is just yeah. take really be dialed into your body and listen to your body, and when things identify themselves, take care of it right then just boom yeah uh, because you know that that window may be may be short right the window may close and then you don't get it i mean jesse carrington literally did the whole last loop with me and he had he not I, there's no way i finished that race i was gonna ask you about that because i read a, a nice you know long facebook post you wrote about that and you're kind of ambiguous about that he um he was out there all day with his wife and his daughter and Stephanie and Austin. And so he was not 
participate. Oh, no, 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 no. He was there to spectate and support, and um, it was awesome. I had a, I, I'll tell you what was great, just to digress for a second. I had um, – I personally felt like I had four people that literally came down there for no other reason than just to watch me race um, and support, and that was awesome. Like, Terry and Amory didn't need to go down there. Um, Jesse and Stacy and Hallie didn't come down there. Andre, Kelly, you know, granted, they knew other people in the race, but I felt like they were there because they knew I was doing the race, and it was cool to have them there. And Jesse really cashed in because I was hurting, dude, and um, he 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 was doing the math, and I was doing the math, and but you know, my brain's still not working right. I mean, literally, like the, it's like things are just kind of I forget things really easy and stuff, and out there. You get a little dehydrated, and your brain just starts to not really work right. And I couldn't do math. Well, you were sh- your sugar low too. I mean, that's yeah. the other part. Yeah, and um, so I, he was doing the math for me on the second loop, and just kind of letting me know where I was at, and just what pace to hold for this loop. And then on the third loop, he he could he saw that I slowed down in that last half of the second loop. He literally just did the whole thing with me, which is you know, it's. He, he paced me, which is not in the rules, but, uh, yeah, no way. There's no way. I made the cutoff. I made 17 hours by 10 minutes. He saved me 20. Yeah. Just by keeping me moving faster than I wanted to move, faster than my feet wanted to move, um, faster than I thought I could move. He made me run when I couldn't or didn't want to. Otherwise, I wouldn't have run. I know that. And literally the whole last m- loop – he was with me the whole way and it's awesome it is awesome and uh you know he saved my he saved the day that day for sure for sure saved the day because if i wouldn't have finished i i don't know what i would have done i might have jumped off the bridge into the canal and hoped to spear my head into the bottom <laughs> whoa um going dark there uh, yeah. i think that's a reasonable reaction <laughs> 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 it was good man you know i have you know, it was great. It was really, it was really good. I'm glad it's over. Um, I was telling Mike, and we probably just stop talking about the race and maybe talk about a little bit about what's to come. And I, I kind of feel a little egotistical because it feels like this is all about me. But hoping that people can take some some nuggets from this is why I think we should talk about it. Well, you're the only person at the table that's done a 140.6 in the last week a while <laughs> yeah in, in a few a few years yeah. yeah for a reason on this end but yeah you know and mike again this is sort of that brain i was just talking about but i wanted to chime in on something you said earlier about the mental thing yeah um i think i think there's layers to that like i think there's the mental push through to finish mm-hmm. and then there's the mental there's the the people who can mentally push through the pain and still perform. And I'm not there. Like Andrew, for example, like the guy can tolerate his pain threshold is higher than mine. He's nine. He's seven years older than me, but there's different, there's different parts of the mental preparedness of this that you can get in training, but some, I think it's part of it is just something you're born with. Like, I, you got a tolerance and you got a, a way of thinking about things that just allows you to 
I think push through, you know, to a degree. Um, that's part of like the six hours in the pain cave. I mean, doing a six hour, anything on a trainer, I, I can't, I mean, I, I, I couldn't have sex for six hours, let alone be on a trainer for six hours. I mean, I, something <laughs> I that feels have sex for six minutes, <laughs> <laughs> something that feels good for six hours doesn't even sound good, you know? Um, and, and that's what, that's why I think it's, there, there is a mental game there. Um, you know, those big training blocks, that's a mental game. Um, there, there's, with with my athletes, you know, there a lot of my bigger training workouts, the big key workouts, are are mental exercises more so than they are physical. Physically, you're fine. I wouldn't have you do it if I didn't think you could do it. But there's there's aspects to it. You know, three hours of hills followed by an hour of a tempo run. That's tough. But the idea is that you know it's tough on purpose, so you get that mental aspect to it. So that's part of it. I think so. You you mentally are probably stronger than you think you are, and I think. Obviously, uh, and 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 when I was when when I was training, I'm not a, I am not mentally tough that way. You put me in a rugby game, I have I can have those five seconds of focus and be tough for five seconds. You want to fight, I can punt, get, take, take a punch and be tough for that five seconds. But that stretch, it took. I mean, it took me racing hard and 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 suffering a little bit, and you get used to the pain because right now, whenever you go into pain. You're, you're not ready for it. You don't know what that means. Does that mean my leg's about to fall off? Does it mean my lungs are going to quit working? Does it mean I'm going to die? I mean, you have to you have to physically train for that. You know, yeah. Novia is a great example you of that. You have to live through it and know at the end that, and be able to reflect on it and say, ah, I didn't ah I'm okay. Yeah, Novia, Novia is a great example. She was always afraid to push because she's like, I just, you know, it hurts. Well, of course it hurts. And you get those people that say, when does this feel better? It's never but you get used to it. And that's, so there is a mental aspect there. And I think you've done that. And, and that's why you do train mentally to, to suffer. And, and that's why it helps to, to do those long blocks. Um, again, I, we've talked about this before. Those, those six hour rides are not good for you. They don't help your fitness that much. It's a, it's an incremental thing. I could, in two hours of high intensity, I can get the exact same TSS score of a six hour, you know, zone two ride yeah so if you put them next to each other you couldn't tell me which one was attacked which fitness better i mean we can start talking about systems and all that stuff but ideally they're basically the same right that's the matt dixon approach to it you know he you read his book it's i do whatever i can do and if it means i've got to increase intensity you're going to get those volume rides at some point i mean they're going to have to happen but they're not the key to the whole operation so um that's so that's part of it um i don't know man i the whole thing, this whole two years sequence for you has been just, the whole thing's been mental. I mean, you just, the fact that you're still going and I'm glad Houston was A, successful and that you finished and B, crippled you enough to where you, you have to really step back and go, okay. And, you know, I actually, I've got my notes here. One of the things I was looking at is the burnout factor. You know, I yeah. knew you were burned out six weeks ago. Before, I mean, your knee was bothering you and all that, but six weeks ago you were done. And that, that burnout factor, I'm speaking to you as a coach that did it, um, man, it was hard for me to bounce back to, to try. I mean, literally it's been, I've had three races in the last three years and it's been a battle. I mean, I loved racing. I, I mean, and not that I was great at it, but I, I liked that. I mean, I like that pain. I like that push. I like doing all that stuff. And so you, you have the snowball effect where three years ago I got involved in a different organization I didn't really like very much and then and then that thing kind of took over the, this thing and this is my job yeah this is not this is not my hobby anymore so it's 
it's fun, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy my job. I love coaching. I love being on the deck. I love being at track. I love being out there in the open water swims. I love all that. But I have to have a hobby. Like, I've started get, kind of walking back towards rugby a little bit just because it was fun. I've got friends there, and it's something completely different. I mean, a completely different world than triathlon, the different type of attitude, different type of person. And it's because you have to have a hobby. I mean, you just have to. You can't. This is what I do full time, so I I love it, but I I want to do something else. Yeah, and that was really hard for me to get around. And you know, you're going to look at. So now, this is, and we can talk about this is good for other people doing Ironman. They're going to they've trained this hard, and they've they finally did it, and they're done. Now what, right? And that's a big the now what is a big thing because mentally you think, oh, I could do an Ironman anytime I want. I've done one. Yeah, which you take it for granted. Same thing I did with a half Ironman. I'm like, I can do the half Ironman. I don't even have to train. I can get through that. Well, that's not true. Yeah, it's not. You know? So you 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 don't train as much because you don't think you need it. Then you start gaining weight, which means when you train, it sucks even more, especially on the hard days. And so you have this snowball effect, and you train less, and you train less, and you train less, and you focus more on like your coaching, which I did. You start gaining weight. You start getting out of shape. You start getting out of your technical form and it's you know it affects you in lots of different ways and it's i mean it's a three year, it's been a three-year process for me to get to the point now where i mean i'm swimming almost every day i bike every other day i'm i haven't i haven't ran, ran in three months four months just because my knee started giving me issues and so i backed off that doing strength training and, and cycling and but my my fear is that you'll walk down that path because, yeah. dude, you're gonna you're you're out of commission for two months, assuming that there's nothing structurally wrong with your knee. Like physically, you you know you've got to you've got to get oh, what, get back at it sooner than later, and that's what happens with a lot of these Ironman athletes, especially first timers or bucket listers. They spent ten thousand dollars over the course of two years, a year and a half, to get gear, train, yeah. blah blah blah, and then they don't take their bike off the shelf for the rest for the next year. Yeah, you have to get back out there and get going, but because then it'll it'll cascade into this. Oh, it'll cascade into this really really bad spiral. And and I mean I'm I'm living proof 100 percent because I'm, absolutely after Austin 70.3, literally I didn't take my bike down, my uh, tri bike down for until about two two yeah. and a half weeks ago, yeah. and I I gained 20 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean I I'll, I will be honest with you guys. I um I don't enjoy the training like I used to. Yeah. So um And that's when you stop, man. That's yeah, seriously I'm I'm not so what I'm doing from here, you asked me about Chattanooga. I'm re- I'm registered for Chattanooga. Um I have a bib and all that and there's some folks doing Chattanooga that I very much would like to do the race with, but I don't I don't feel like right now, even if I was to f- you know, snap my fingers and magically I felt like a million bucks. I still don't think that I would commit to myself to the, to another four months of the training it's going to take to do it. And that course is not a course you want to be, that, that wants to be trifled with. It's, it's harder. Um, then it may not be harder than Texas, but it's up there. The run course is difficult. It's hilly. Um, Which Texas wasn't. It's 144 miles versus 140.6, and I, that matters. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would have mattered. It would have mattered it, last time. It Saturday. would have been, yeah. I mean, I would not have finished, right? Yeah. Um, they still have the same cutoff? No, it's a shorter cutoff. 
It's a shorter car yeah. for the longer and, course. And the course is longer, yes, because really? they can't start it till later. Hmm. So it, it's I'm 90 95% sure that I'm out on Chattanooga. Um I just want to I have to have the conversation with Raul. Um but there's a very 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 high likelihood I'm not doing it. And you know, I do need some time off. And the good thing is to what Mike's point, you know, I love the coaching aspect. And when I love, when I say I love the coaching, I like training with the athletes. I like the Saturday workouts yeah. a lot. Um, I like coaching the open water swim and then getting out on the bike and riding. I am very much looking forward to running because I want to go for a run. I'm looking forward to running and not putting my garment on and not giving a shit how long I ran, how far I ran, what my heart rate was. Uh, Nikki Bertrand calls it naked running. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to when he goes and swims at noon at Grapevine, get in the lane next to him for 45 minutes and just swimming, right? I'm looking forward to going to the gym and lifting some weights every once in a while because I feel like it. You know, not looking at training peaks every day. And, and that's a good and a bad because you think in your heart of hearts that you're going to do that. And let me tell you, you're not, Dave. And, yeah. and this is to everybody out in podcast world. You think you're going to be, well, you know what? I'm, I'm in Ironman shape. I'm going to try to keep this going. I'm going to rest for a couple of weeks and then get back at it and just kind of do whatever I feel like doing. That's You're going to feel less and less like it. Two weeks from now, you know you're going to get the, the, the curtain's going to slam down on you. That you know, The big recovery time starts. Yeah. And, and you're going to not feel like walking to the refrigerator, let alone to the gym and the, all that entails. And so you put all that together. So you need to have a structure and a plan sooner than later. You can't, yeah. you can't hold out and say, you know, I'm, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, roll, just put in, I, I want to run on that day. I'm going to bike with the team on that day. I don't know how far we're going. Yeah. Cause you can make those adjustments, but you have to have a plan. No, I'm not saying I'm going to step away from that. I mean, I'm, my rules, nothing's happening there as far as I'm concerned. What I'm going to, he, we, he, we've already talked. We're not doing yeah. anything for a month. Right. So, um, which by the way is what you should do after one of these things. Yeah. Stay active though. It'll help, yeah, the, yeah, it'll yeah, help yeah. the recovery. Yeah. I mean, go, I'll probably go kayak. He put a swim and a, and a spin in this week, but we'll see what happens with the foot. Go but, kayaking. Yeah. Like, that's uh, a good idea. Support, support the kayak, the, the open water oh, swimmers. That would, be, that would be cool. Go get the GoPro that. out there and, uh, yeah, I should do that. It's a good idea. Um, the other thing too is see what I did there. I did. I just, yeah, I he got, got he got free labor. <laughs> son, son of a bitch. It's good to be the kid. <laughs> but you know, the other thing too is I talk about this a lot. Um, I got to give my family some time back too. You know, I got to get out there and ride the mountain bike with my kid. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my kid hasn't. My kid and I haven't rode. Austin and I haven't ridden the mountain bike in a meaningful way in a couple of years. We've been out a couple times three times maybe for an hour you know I, I, maybe i'll take him to oklahoma and really do some god forbid oklahoma but <laughs> there's some awesome trails here if they aren't underwater. Hey, this just in i don't like oklahoma no i i there's some great places to go and i need to go do some of that so and some time with stephanie and and cooper and Allie and so there's some go make do rallies go do bike rallies those yeah. are fun man it's 16 and like we talked about yesterday yeah. when i want to race Go do a sprint and just be done in an hour and a half. Go hard after I'm healed up and do it for fun, right? Because I haven't done one of those races in two years either. 
Yeah. Literally have not. The last year I did X50. That's not a fun sprint race. That's a 50 miler. <laughs> That's not a sprint race. So, so, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back and doing some of that too. Well, you should have been doing those more, more sprint races anyways, just for race purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Get your race weenie moving. It's true. It's a mental. It's a mental. That's a mental game too. For I mean, I, all my athletes race a ton. Yeah, it's I, funny as I you know I don't I I like to have the folks that I work with race too. But again, I don't race. Yeah, I haven't in a while. Um, but yeah, it's there's just a lot of it. So well, it's funny because there's and and I don't. This is probably on my end because this is my lo- local scene i don't race because i i'm out glad handing and trying to build my business yeah which is much more important to me than coming in you know 112th out of 170 <laughs> you know on on race day um although i actually got a cool um another step back but i put on facebook i'm looking for i'm doing 40 things this year because i'm turning 40 and i commented on it i hadn't seen it yet um but I, I was looking through and i saw one person say go do a a race like a, a sprint or an Olympic or something, and then hold back and wait for the last person to run and then run with them all the way in. I said, man, that looks, I'm doing that. That's a cool, because that's, I mean, I, you know, help, help get them through. And they said, and, and she said, if they pass somebody, you did your job, you know, I think that's kind of cool. I yeah, think that's kind of fun idea. And, and neat. And so, um, I recommend that to anybody out there in uh podcast world, but yeah, I, I think I think that just having fun and, and finding that love for it. You know, we have one of our coaches. He um, he's been doing this for seven years, eight years now. Well, actually, with us, it'd be nine years. So he he's been coaching full time for nine years, and you know he's done. He's I mean, and, it, and he's done with triathlon. He 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 went a whole different direction with stuff. He's doing a different different deal um, because it's just. He, he lost his joy for it. And it's because he worked so hard and was hammered so hard on this deal that you just kind of lose that. And it's just like anything else. I mean, it's fun. I mean, rock stars love their lifestyle for the first year, but then after Still a job, yeah. yeah. But if, if, if you treat it like a job and which means you're going to respect it, you're going to pay your bills. You're going to continue to grow it. You're going to be presentable. You're professional. You're going to do research. You're going to, if you do it like a real job, then it's still a job. And even though it's fun, in some aspects, like I could do a podcast at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, it doesn't, it also has an other aspects to it that just their, their work, you know? So. Well, the, the cool thing about this is yesterday I had a pretty, by my standards, a pretty tough workout. That was a tough workout. And I loved it. And before Austin, I was getting to the point where I was like, you know what? I mean, the whole 140.6 distance, you know, I just don't think that's in the cards for me because I could probably do a 70.3 on, you know, eight hours of, of training a week, but I just don't think I could ever do this 140.6. And it got to the point where I, I wasn't having fun anymore. And that's not anything com- uh, compared to what you guys do because you guys are constantly involved in it. But on the flip side of this, your joy can come back because I had a blast yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I want back. Yeah. And, and, uh, well gain 20 pounds and take about three months off. So. Yeah. Well, I don't need to gain more weight. Well, and that's, that's, there, there's the rub on Ironman. Number one, it's intimidating to begin with for the newbie athlete to think that they have to do Ironman. And, you know, 
some people love it. Some people, I mean, we we talked to the, in the in the last uh, in the douchebag episode, the people that only do Iron Man, don't do anything else, and yeah. and they all they talk about is they're doing Iron Man, and which is great. I mean, that's their thing. Um, but for your average person, man, I hear the again. This is the typical bucket lister Iron Man guy. They knock their first Iron Man out and fade away into existence, and and I think that's. I think that's the problem. I think that's, yeah. that goes back to the problem with Iron Man in and of itself. But, um, you know, I don't encourage Iron Man until you've been doing this for a couple of years. I mean, I've got first year Iron Man that comes straight out and they're like, I'm Iron Man. And, okay, I'll coach you. But I, th- I think that taking that two to three the progression year is, and, a, is a good approach. It, you, I think you'll get more longevity. Yeah. You'll enjoy the sport more and it'll, It'll take a lot longer to get burned out. Yeah. <laughs> Burnout happens. I mean, and everything. with everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, my dad likes to bowl. He got sick of bowling, you know, that kind of thing. It happens with everything. But if you, yeah, I think it depends on the personality, of course. But if you do too much of something in a short direct period of time, you're really amplifying that burnout. Like, it's going to happen faster. It's just going to come faster. So, I don't know. I'm just glad... Um, that things went the way that they did. They could have been better, but... Could have been worse. For shizzle. Um, Mike, let's talk about uh, this. Let's 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 inform Randy, because I'm sure he hasn't caught it yet. The Ironman coaching certification. Oh, no, I saw it all over. I was going to bring that up. The, univers- the uh, WTC University. Yeah. yeah. So... Did more research this uh, last night. So I didn't. I haven't, I haven't looked at it since. But um, so you can inform me. So uh, there's. I knocked a, it out last night. So I'm a coach now. So oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so 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 just so we square away on what it is. Um, WTC, which for those that don't know by now is who owns Ironman World Triathlon Corporation, has made uh, an announce. Made an announcement Friday. I think it was. Uh-huh that they are going to uh, now provide their own courses, uh, education, university is what they're calling it, to certify coaches to coach Ironman distance athletes. Right. Uh, It's a 14-hour web-based training course with a follow-on test that you take, you have to pass, and then you get the Ironman M dot stamp of approval to you coach. Get, do you have to get a tattoo or? I, I don't know. On your I, forehead. I already have one, so. <laughs> which, yeah, I, I have. I had thoughts on that. Believe it or not, I thought about the Iron Man tattoo on the race course. A lot. Like, what I did I really should I have done? <laughs> but I'm very proud of it. I love. I love it, and I'm gonna get Texas added to it. But I did think about it just to digress for a second. Anyway. It didn't require a tattoo if you pass. Right. From what I saw, Mike. Awesome. I'll look. I'll look further in the clip notes. Here's my thing. Fine print. So, um, Brent Sutton went out there, and uh, is it a prerequisite to have raced a one forty point six? No, it. They can't. There's no prerequisite. It's, it's a. It's. You it's, don't even have do to. You have, want to be a, do you want to be an Ironman triathlon coach? Here's the course. From what I from what I read so far. You don't even have to be a USAT coach. So you don't even have to have that prerequisite to be an Ironman coach. I would think this would cause a little friction well, between. We'll, we'll talk about it. So so my here's my thing. It's 14 hours. It's web-based. Okay. 
you can say what you want about the USAT training. At least it's in person. At least you get to dialogue with other coaches and dialogue with the with the folks that are teaching you. Whether you know the one that I went to actually was very good. We had good people um, there um, teaching us, and you have to interact with those folks. This is web based, and from yeah. what I understand, there's no collaboration. So it's not like taking an online master's class or something like right. that, um, where you're you know on a Skype or something with your classmates and you can dialogue. This is, in my opinion. My biggest issue, I have two issues with this, Mike. Okay. One, three issues. Two of them are related to one another. One, it screams of a money grab, uh-huh. which leads me to two. What moron is in charge of, of PR at, at WTC? So they have the, the lottery debacle where they had to give $2.8 million to the government of athlete money right. because they deem the iron the corner lottery illegal. And then within 12 hours, they put out this press release that, oh, pay us $600 for this university thing so we can certify you as a coach for our races. It just, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, their PR people have no balls. They can't walk in there. Oh, I think they have ginormous, actually, after that. I'm talking about internal balls because yeah. if they're any good at what they do, they're going to walk into Messick or any other of the CO, CXOs at that place, and yeah. they're going to say, this is not the right time. Yeah. Okay? you got a lot of pissed-off people out there right now Right. that paid you for what – listen, I knowingly paid for that lottery yeah. two times. Mm-hmm. Knew, I, knew that my likelihood of winning was low. No, I wasn't getting my fifty bucks back. Oh, okay, it's fifty bucks. Okay, I don't. I'm not really all that tied up in the fact that it was deemed bunny quote air quote illegal. I'm really not that wrapped around the axle about it. I mean, it was my shot at Kona, so I knew what I was getting myself into. That said, figure out how to do it the right way. Right. Okay, and don't link it to the foundation, which, by the way, lends WTC money. That's what that foundation is mostly a shell game. If you want to hear about it, the Real Starkey podcast, TRS Radio, has a whole episode on the finances behind the Iron Man Foundation. So that's they're gonna that's what they're gonna do to make to legitimize it because that's a five hundred one c three, so they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. I'll dig, I digress. Here's my major issue with this: Randy Messman is gonna go out there and pay his six hundred dollars. And he's going to get Ironman certified. Some guy's going to come to Ironman.com and do a query for coaches for Ironman, and they're going to call Randy. Now, Randy knows more than most of the folks that are that are probably going to pay for this to get that certification. But I think it's not safe for these people to just get the stamp of approval and be able to coach people for that distance of a race. There's so many things that can go wrong here. They can undertrain them. They can overtrain them. They cannot recover them. And here's my big issue. They can destroy their life with scheduling and not caring about how to integrate, to, how to hold them back and set their goals correctly. So probably not in yeah. 14 hours, you can't teach somebody all that. That's something you learn over months and years. Right. Not something you learn in 14 hours with a talking head on a, on a laptop screen. There's so much more to coaching this di- that distance than what you can teach somebody in 14 hours. Yeah. That's my major problem with it. 
if it was if there was more to it, if there were more prerequisites, if it was a little more exclusive, maybe like maybe you have to be a USAT coach and you've had to do it for two years. I don't know what it is. I don't have it all figured out. I'm one of those guys, you know, pointing out an issue without coming up with a solution, which those people are typically people I hate. But I don't have the solution, but I'm not the one that created the problem either. Mm-hmm. They just, to me, I don't think they've thought this thing through. Now, they got a lot of big names on it. Mark Allen, Dave Scott, Paul Newby Frazier, Matt Dixon. Mm-hmm. A lot of big names are on this thing. So will the quality be there in terms of what you're hearing on the laptop screen? Probably. But how do you teach the intangibles, Mike? How do you get the coach ready to, to do the little things that we all know it takes to get somebody across the line and not hurt them or hurt their, their life. So a, a lot of different opinions, and I, I really um, I appreciate your passion for it. Um, so the first thing you do is you need to put some of the responsibility on the, on the coach or on the, on the athlete. 100% agree. We don't live in a nerf world. Go, go to go to episode seventeen. Yeah. On how to hire a coach. Yeah. If your claim to fame is you went through the Ironman USA certification or the Ironman University, and that's it, you don't have a mentoring group, you don't have skins on the wall in some other capacity. You know what? Maybe that's not the best person to hire. There's so that's so part of that. I put the blame on the athlete. The second part is look, WTC is a business. They're yeah. always going to be on a money grab. The whole thing is a money grab, nonstop money grab. They've basically got an ATM where, you know, we, we had this conversation um, where actually Iron Man stepped up and did the right thing with uh, the Wilsons. Um, but at the same time, they could have easily said, hmm, screw you, sorry about you, because you're going to come and do Austin anyways, whether you like it or not, because you didn't finish this one. You're going to come and do, if you hadn't have, well, you didn't finish Canada. What's the first thing you did? Yeah, signed right up for Maryland. Yeah, bet, it, betting on the come for them is an easy bet. Yeah, yeah. So that's so so. Before you start really getting mad at, I mean, they're just smarter than we are. To be completely honest with you, I kind of I kind of envy their model because they can just throw out whatever they want and people are going to buy it. You they had they Mesnick actually told us uh, two years ago at a, at a conference that they're gonna they're they're lowering the number of Iron Man branded things like you know we have the Iron Man watch, you have the Iron Man. Your buds, you had the Iron Man Gatorade, you had the Iron Man, I mean, all these Iron Man whatevers. And they said, we're actually, low. they had Iron Man cologne for crying out loud. I mean, it's just, but but they said, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of lowering it because it's starting to dilute the, the, the brand a little bit. And I, I think that that's a good idea to keep it triathlon related. Um, so here's here's my problem with your rant. Number one, um, and I, I expressed this to Sutton. He put on Facebook. He was just they should be embarrassed by their yeah. overall. I mean, it was a really nasty. He went um, a little. He went a little over the edge. Well, but what did he do at the end of it? You want to see what a real coach is? Yeah. Come see me. He marketed his himself. exactly, which is fine. I mean, I get it. And, and by the way, don't think that his rant. What I when I, I read the whole rant this, yeah. this morning, yeah, early this morning when you because we told me about it yesterday, I was like, I got to check this out because I didn't see it. He's a pretty high end coach. Oh, he. He's probably pissed he didn't make the roster. No, no, because Sutton has made his. He hates. He hates WTC. He hates Iron Man. He hates okay. everything it stands for. He if they had asked him if so, I stand if, corrected. If Andrew that. had gone down there and said, "Please, will you do this?" He would have told him thirty five ways to wrap it up in a little bow and shove it up his Rudy Poo. So I think that's the. I think that's the thing that's really important. 
But you know, he was saying, you know, I was on, I've been on the deck for twenty years, and da 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 da, and, and I'm, that's how you know I'm a good coach, and I've got yeah. these stable of athletes and pros and champions. I mean, he does, he absolutely does, and he can say that. But that is such a small percentage of people. And my point was, look, everyone needs a coach. Okay, Randy does not need to go hire Sutton to yeah. complete the, you know. Disco Olympic. It's it's not it's not required for him. Yeah. If I want to be if I want to win Kona, I probably need to hire that guy or a Matt Dixon or a Matt Steinmetz or you know any number of Siri Lindley. You know these these yeah. big names. I need to hire one of those guys to get my step into Kona. That's a different animal. But if I need to get through this, there's many different coaches for many different people. To your point, it takes years and years of how to deal with people, how to change those, how to make changes, how to learn the people, how to know when like our conversation just. 15 minutes ago about I knew you were burned out and the only way you would stop is if you got hurt in Houston. That's, I mean, again, I'm not your coach, so it's a different animal, but that's the way I was looking at it. The problem is there, you, we had in episode 17, we had a conversation about a coach that I know has been a coach for 10 years, just got USAT certified like two years ago. And that was just probably for just the purpose of having it on his resume. He's going to get Ironman certified guaranteed. And that guy hurts more people and does less with his athletes than any coach in the Metroplex. And it's not even close. Like literally, he is one of the one of the his organization does not just Yeah, it, and we don't coach with he doesn't coach with us. No, 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 no. Yeah. And, and 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 you know that and you go through that and, and so it doesn't matter how long you've done it, it doesn't matter what I mean, there's people that can coach and people that can't. Yeah. Um I think personally, kudos to WTC for seeing a void. And filling it, there is no easy education. USAT, even though you have the collaborative ability, it's still grand total about the same amount of time of classroom. Okay, about the same. You have people, and I mean, you give your tests, you do all that kind of stuff. It's not. It's not a. You don't leave W. You don't leave USAT certification going. Now I'm ready to be a coach. Yeah, no. I was. I didn't do WT. I didn't do USAT until. Three years after I'd been a coach, and I did it because you get a million dollars worth of liability to USAT, and you can say you get to be on their website. I mean, yeah, same it was thing. Two you, years for me, and it, I was just coaching runners for the most part. Yeah. But, um, but, but I did it for the same reason, liability. And, and that's reason. yeah. And and then I come to find out liability is not that expensive. But then, anyways, so then you go to um, the this WTC, the Ironman University. You're going to get the same information. You're going to have Siri Lindley doing a, a, a hologram or whatever saying, oh, this is what we do, blah, 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 blah. And it's great. And you'll help keep, me, Obi-Wan. Yeah. You're my yeah. Only help. <laughs> <laughs> It'll shoot through your uh, Apple computer. Anyways, but it's not, it's education. Do you want to pay for education? You know, I'm going out to San Francisco in two days. And I actually thought about looking up Matt Dixon and seeing if I could spend an hour with him. How much would it cost me just to talk about how to grow my business or how to taper someone better? There's a, that event that's happening in Boulder uh, yeah, in that July. Yeah. Is it July? End of the July. Um, Training Peaks has put together a flipping all-star list of people for 200 bucks. But you got to fly out there. you got to get a hotel. So it's going to cost you $1,000 when it's all said and done, right? Yeah. But, dang it. But you... You're going to get that education, so you 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 have to get education. And getting education from these guys, if this is the only way you can do it, then that's the only way you can do it. This is not a bad thing. More education is not a bad thing. Yeah, it doesn't make you any more qualified. And it's up to the athlete to learn who's qualified and who's not. 
Um, again, we've given it. We've given a roadmap. What, tell me about their athletes they have. Are you their first athlete? Yeah. I mean, so you. It, it goes. But you're right. I mean, not. To, I'm not coming back from my rant. I, I still think it's an issue. I, I do agree, though, that the continuing education piece is not readily available to us. I mean, you have to kind of be motivated to go do Absolutely. a lot of the stuff on your own, to do more learning on your own, to you know look things up and validate what you read and all this stuff because there's not a lot of sources for it. I just, there's a lot of people, Mike, that aren't going to do the episode seven home, 17 homework. Of course They're not, not going to do the interviews. They're not going to qualify. Dude. And those but, people are going to end up, but but they're gonna. It's they're, not good for the sport in all. But Those they're gonna people. see someone that finishes third in in Kona and go, or not even third in Kona, third at the Mumbly Po um, seventy point three over here, and go, that guy's fast. He must be a good coach. I mean, dude, that happens everywhere. You, you got people that are just morons, and they won't. Yeah. They're not gonna do the work. And at least, at least, at very, at the very least, you have someone that you know has some level of education yeah, on this. They, that's right. I guess you're right. They I mean, have to you, pass the test, you, right? You, you have, yeah. And, and I'm sure the test is super easy. I mean, it's an open book, uh, open that's notes so test. So it's the SAT test, exactly. except for the reading port. And, and, the, and, the and there's board. no other. There's one other triathlon organization out there that does pretty much the same thing. I mean, you have to keep. You have to continue to go look for information. You have to go read those books. Yeah. You have to go. But I, I, I think what they're doing, you know. Right or wrong, it's filling a need. I also here's the, I didn't. This is my fourth issue that I wasn't going to bring up, but I feel like they're preying on the good coaches out there because now we feel like we have to do something. Yeah, I feel like I have to do that. But see, here's the difference between you and I. It's the cost is what's prohibitive to me. Like if I can figure out how to do the same thing money wise and go to the bolder bit, I'm doing that. That to me seems to be have more value. It is interactive. Well, but, and you get you do get some CEUs, CEUs. but well, I'm, I'm not USAT certified because I looked at laps. But um, I, I I think that's that's what's important. I mean, you have to get that education. So if if it's one or the other, I'm doing the Colorado bit because Training Peaks has proven to me that TPU I learned more in TPU than I've known in the last five years. So the education piece has to be there. But there's once you get your first certification to get to level two USAT is a whole different jump. Yeah. And and there's people that do it that I know aren't aren't that good. I mean, they're not good coaches. I mean, they just happen to have the criteria and they have the the physical ed degree or, or whatever it is to to do the jump. But honestly, there's once you hit up once you get your first certification, there's nothing left. Now it's just you go and not finding information. At least this is Ironman specific. There's going to be more education. I mean, you have to there's not a there's not an easy way. To, USAT has done a horrible job of saying, okay, here's your advanced level. And even if you look at Training Peaks, I had the conversation with uh, Dave Schnell from from Training Peaks. When are y'all going to do a advanced Training Peaks? Like, we have our here's how you use Training Peaks. Here's how that works. Now help us dive into it more. Yeah. Because I've read the power books, dude. They read like stereo instructions. I mean, it take, it's, it's it's hard. a process. Yeah. And and. I think I understand it, but I would love nothing more than have Joe Friel, the man who invented it all, standing in front of me going, okay, now let's break these files down and show you exactly what it is. There's a group, there's another group here in Dallas that did that like two weeks ago or three weeks ago where come to our deal and, and we'll show you how they break down files. They didn't give any front end stuff, what it means, why, why it's important. They just said, here's how we break down files. And this is why you want to train with us. No, that's not how it works. It's, it's your money grab, you know? But I think that's the problem, and and that's the problem. 
for us as coaches that are constantly learning and looking for information, man, if someone makes it easy for you, it's kind of worth the money. Yeah. So I I, I, I hear you. I, I agree. I mean, but everything is WTC is a money grab. And it's funny because on one side, you're like, I cannot believe they're doing this. Yet you gave your money for the kind of lottery slot, knowing you may or may not get it. And then you've given them seven hundred, seven hundred, seven hundred, seven hundred. So yeah, almost $3,000 in. I don't have a problem with them making money. I mean, you well, know. But I, I how much money did you spend at the at the deal afterwards to get um, a jersey and t-shirts? And, I couldn't mock. <laughs> and how much more? And how, and, and I did. Tell me, I, I did it online because I, <laughs> I couldn't walk. And, and tell me, and tell me more about your Iron Man tattoo. And all. I mean, we can do this all day long. I know, but dude. You can't be pissed at them for I'm, a need. I'm not. Listen, uh, it's they're they're right now. My bigger issue, rather than their their need to make money, they're they're a for profit organization. Of course, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm pretty happy with them because they've stepped up their game in a lot of ways like right. the ba- race bags are a lot better the right. medals are a lot better right like so the stuff you get has improved like last year was horrible right across the board like the stuff you got when you finished one of these things or started one of these things w- was a joke right so at least they're spending more at least it well, they're looks like more. they are <laughs> um i don't have a problem with that what i have a problem with them about is just the way they approached the marketplace, like they give zero fucks, man. They don't have to, man. Like that's tell, the first tell time me, I said the F word on the podcast. Tell me, before. tell me, tell me when 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 Arizona goes more than one day before it sells out. When Florida goes more than one day before Florida it sells out. Florida sold out on site. I know, and that's my point, dude. They don't have to. Yeah, care. we're in violent agreement. I mean, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, and so and so it would be great if they really wanted to make the sport better, and if they said we have a six week series that's going to help educate the coaches, and maybe that's where they're going in the long term. But we tried that here. We try to do that. We've tried to do that with our own coaches, and you know what the problem is? The, 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 it's hard. It's hard to get that education to everybody at the same time. Yeah. It's hard for them to find those because this is for most people. This is not their main gig. For those, I mean, I don't know how many coaches. There's 2,500 USAT coaches. I bet 200 are full time. And so you've got this rolling cacophony of people that are just kind of doing this so they can say they're coach. But there's only a few. There's there's a small subset of that that actually want this education and need this education so that they can get better at their job. But you know what? The guys that know it don't want to give you that information. Yeah. Because if I and, and it's and a like, major problem, by the way. Well, and and they and they're like, dude, I can tell. No, they'll you. give it to you when they write their book. Yeah, yeah. Or or if you want to pay for their time. I mean, but but, but they amass this stuff the hard way too. But like you said though, if you can get an hour with Dixon, you'll pay him. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's but to go back to Sutton, you know, I read that and I and I just got I got angry because he was like redirecting everybody to go to his website to see what real coaches are about. You want a real coach that sit on the deck for ten years and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, that's BS. You don't have to sit on a deck for ten years. Just like we were talking about the Russian coach for the the hockey team, yeah. never played a second of hockey, learned hockey on the fly. They're the best team in the world. You can coach. You can coach. It has no, you all you got to do is learn technique and what the end game is. Yeah, and and, and again, I'll go back to one of my issues, the biggest one. If you can coach, you can coach. If you can coach, those are the soft skills. Yeah, Th- that's what I'm talking about. Right, you're not gonna like. 
But I know people have the, all the knowledge in the world in their head that you couldn't unleash them on anybody. They couldn't coach their way through a paper bag right. because I know they literally know more than I do. But I mean, just because you're smart and you know it doesn't mean you can. I would rather have someone that could talk me into it with that with less knowledge and make me feel good about it, make me feel positive, and make me feel better. Yeah. Than someone that has all the knowledge and can't tell me how to do well, that's it. That's true. I mean, you know, and that's you want to be empowered. That's, too. that's what those pros do. These pros are realize there's a there's a life after Ironman. There's a life after triathlon pros, and so they're all starting their own race, their own tr- coach training companies. And it's, I mean, they're coming up faster and faster and faster because I'm a pro. I've done this. I know. Yeah. But you train this way. How do you train this person? How do you train that person? I I I will argue that we are better coaches than your typical pro simply because we're we, we're real we, people. We're real people and we, we live the real life. We don't have a nine thousand VO two max. <laughs> right. And, and 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 we don't train like pros and we don't train pros. Mm-hmm. You want a pro? You have to look at if you're a pro, you need a different level of coach. Yeah. I could never coach a pro. You could never coach a pro. I mean certainly not I don't as we are now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't want to coach a pro, but I'm just saying like, that's, that's the reality of it. But guys like Matt Dixon, like Sutton, like, like, uh, J- Jesse Korpelnecki. I mean, these guys, they're just a whole nother level above yeah. us. Well, Jesse, you can't even understand a word. That yeah. He's, I mean, he's beyond us. Literally dude, the guy's like a rocket scientist when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, he, he, he did level, he did my USAT level one, like periodization bit. And, and I'd been coaching for five years by that time. And I knew most of this. I couldn't keep up with it. It's like what? And then in his yeah. nutrition talk, I just like blacked out. He did the nutrition room. talk for us. It yeah. was the guy. He's, he's smart. He's so smart. But that's my point. Is you so that's why again, yes, anybody could be a coach. There's a lot of people coaching right now that should not be coaches. There's a lot of people that have USAT. I, there's a lot of level twos that shouldn't be coaching. But that's my. That's part of my point, Mike. But, th- but we're just going to get we're just going to dilute it even more. But it, no, I don't think it does. I think it's going to be the same coaches. It's going to be a thousand coaches that already exist are going to do it. Yeah, time time will tell. Yeah, I, I just honestly I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think it's great that someone's doing something to get education. If you don't like it, come up with a better way. Yeah. To Randy's point, USAT's got, can't be happy with them. All right. You know what? U- USAT they're going to get theirs too. I mean. Dude, you're, you're going to get your USAT, you're going to get your USA cycling, you're going to get your USA swimming, you're going to get your USA track and field, you're going to get your USAT, you're going to get your you're going to get your Ironman training, you're going to get um, your training piece certification. I mean, you want to have as many letters after your name as possible so that when you go to sit down with somebody, well, credentializes you. Here I am. Yeah. I mean, that's what the that's what the AC uh, the personal trainer guys do. There's one that is really really good. I mean, dude, the dude is solid over in Dallas. I had no idea how solid he actually was, but then he hands you your card and it looks like an alphabet soup behind his behind his name. But it's you know this guy's studied. This guy's this guy's given what he should or what you want to believe someone should give to the sport. Yeah, there's so. some barriers to entry on that though because I was a personal trainer in college and at the time online, I mean, wasn't you know you yeah, couldn't take this stuff online. Yeah. So they they sent me a three ring binder. I took the test. Yeah, scored high on the test. But there was like there was legit certifications. I had kind of a medium certification. Yeah. But like the uh, American School of Sports Medicine, ACSM yeah. or something. And then you would have like the top tier, like uh, certified strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. And that stuff, I, I well, had yeah, those buddies. guys have to get. I mean, they have to have college degrees. And I had buddies that had yeah. taken this test three or four times. So I mean, but those guys are. I mean, they're the other ones that are going to work for. Universities, you know, football teams, universities, and things like that. U.S. Olympics, which, which I can understand, but I mean, I think 
competition is good for the marketplace on one aspect, but I, I get kind of what you're saying is could be dangerous for certain people. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, again, I, maybe I, I lean too much on a rising tide floats all boats kind of a thing because I just don't want weak coaches out there. I think it makes us all look bad. But think about all the different philosophies, man. I mean, you've got the volume guys, you've got the intensity guys, you've got, I mean, you know, the feel guys. Yeah, exactly. No I mean, electric, no electronics. Exactly. I mean, you've got so many different, t- you're, you can't, and I don't know, and I don't know about the strength and conditioning guys, but there's not, there's only so many ways to do it. There's, there's a school of thought. There are actual physical sciences that cannot currently be broken, but dude, I mean, it's so deep and, and it's such a, it's still such a young sport. I mean, again, it's only 40 years old and triathlon or at least, in my opinion, cycling and running owe a ton, even swimming, owe a ton to triathlon because triathlon has changed the way those things work and the change of oh, yeah. those things. So, I mean, there's the, the, even as a young sport, there's a lot of, I mean, it's almost like the United States back in the 1700s or 1800s. We caused all the revolutions because they looked over here and saw what we were doing and went, well, that's much we can, cooler. We than, can do that. That's much cooler than what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's the reality of this. And 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 that's um, – I think that that's why it's hard to, to say, oh, you know, this is a money grab. Of course, but so is USAT's a money grab because you don't need the certification. It doesn't make you any better of a coach. Yeah. I mean, it really, really doesn't. It gives you, an, it gives you a, a framework to work on. Yeah. But I've got – I mean, I have a training manual for our coaches that, you know, I'll put on the table and say, hey, this is just another – list of information it doesn't make you any better i'm not going to say you're dftb tri club certified because it doesn't mean anything i've got another certification from another organization here that that and a subway token will get me on a subway i mean they don't mean anything it just means you you're studying and you're working and so again i i wish i wish sutton would you know with all his knowledge and his 30 years of this that and the other put something out there but you know what his blog there's some really good information in there. So you have to just take it your bits and pieces at a yeah. time. If he ever organized his thoughts or paid an intern to organize his thoughts and put it in a book, I'll buy the book, puts it in a, in a, in a PowerPoint, I'll buy yeah. the PowerPoint. I mean, just like Dixon, right? Dixon's Absolutely. Great. His book, have you read his book? Yes. It's amazing. And and it's right in line have with what Have you read I, it? The, per, the, Purpo- the perfect triathlete or the... Purpose-built, well-built... Well built, well built triathlete. Well built triathlete. It's a great no, read. It's really, really good, man. Yeah, it's a it's a great read, and and it's and this is not a, a Matt Dixon plug, but I saw the guy in person. No, he's then awesome. I, then I read his book, and I'm like, because we coach similarly, he coaches probably at a different level, because he's got you know. But what's great about what you just said, you coach similarly. He's coaching world class yeah. athletes, and you're coaching different athletes than that in a very similar way. Right. So. Obviously, it works for a massive amount of people. Right, a, a larger cross section of people right. than heavy a volume, heavy, heavy volume, yeah. or a heavy intensity method would would do. Yeah, right. Because he is so focused on the recovery aspect right. of it. So yeah, I love that book. It's great. In fact, I think we're almost got my copy of it. Got to go get it back from. It's not in Spanish. You want to understand? How <laughs> <I> dare you? <laughs> um. All right, we uh, let's wrap because Randy's going to get his blood lactate threshold test done on the bike today. Oh so he's, my gee! He's going to I'm gonna have go my through some pain, stuck, and then and you're going to ride past your threshold. Are you going to do the, five, the insight, the BSX insight at the same time? Five point uh, k million watts. Yeah, you wish. My guess for you is two twenty-five. Too high. 
You think he's going to have a lower FTP than that? Yeah, I think it's going to be 200. Stick around, folks. You'll find out what <laughs> his FTP is. Are you going to try to do the BSX Insight thing with it? Uh, I can try that. You should. I have to figure out whether or not I can, this how it works for probing. One. No, okay. this BSX actually is. Uh, anal probing. That, that's what um, I was going to get in there. I didn't want to say going anal. There. Last podcast or two podcasts ago, it was, you know, seventh grade humor. And now we're talking about anal probes. We're, we're going to college humor now. BSX Insight made this little, it is a probe, but it. it mounts in a calf sleeve that you wear on your calf. Oh, okay. And it shoots LEDs into your into your muscles uh-huh. and it, it can based on the reflection or whatever it gets back, it tells how much lactate you have in your blood as you go through it. So it sounds like you just made all that up. No, I it well, they made it up. I'm just telling you what it is. Yeah. Um it's less invasive obviously because it doesn't use I don't have to pick your finger. Mm-hmm. Like it just you just interval up each time. It uses its own method its own protocol mm-hmm. for doing the test. So they're shorter intervals, less warm up, which is weird. You're warming up along the way. I, yeah, I, I add a warm up when I did mine yeah. because I just didn't like that part of it. I feel like you want to flush that lactate out with yeah. a little warm up. So, well, but they're using, they're using also the oxygen, um, oxygen concentration as well. Yeah. So it's, I'm sure they have their reason for it, but we may do that. Um, I think biggest, you should. Here's the biggest thing. I don't know if it's charged. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not charged, then we're SOL. But it may be charged, and if it is, we can play with that. I think it'd, I think it'd be interesting. Just do both, right? Yeah. So have the BSX on, use its intervals, and then test with the blood meter at the yeah. same time and compare them. Yeah, I've wanted to do that. I was actually or, do or it just or bit. just do the blood. Do the blood. Don't don't worry about the intervals. Just let it go because you're doing your your protocol. Or you, you do five. You is it three minutes or five minutes? You can't because the uh, well BSX is three. We do four and a half to four, four to five. You can't though because the app actually is what does the readings for you. Oh, okay. It takes the read from the meter, so I have to use their intervals. But I, there's nothing it's, it's, wrong. Yeah, with it should be the same. Intervals. It should be the same. I'm just going to use more materials, which is fine. Doesn't matter. They only need six readings. It needs whatever it needs. It goes till you stop. Literally. You go till the BSX. You tell the BSX to stop. Hmm. It's it's. I never got through it because I was I was still unfit. So yeah, you gotta try it again. Yeah, it's. I've done it twice on the bike and once on the run. Um, it's interesting now. Yeah, it's no, pretty I, close. Think, I think I'd, I'd be I'd be interested to see what the difference was. So. Yeah, I may do that. All right, well, we're gonna wrap, folks. Um, we've taken up an hour of your time. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Ironman Texas. And uh, my Ironman future, which uh, looks like a 2016 proposition at this point, which is fine. <laughs> it's, it's greening up a bit. Um, I think uh, to to make sure that you guys are aware and to put it out there to the universe, I'm not quitting. So um, <laughs> I'm looking very much forward to coaching the athletes that I have. I'm coaching Randy right now again, which is awesome. Um, being around the sport, I still love it. I'm actually quite looking forward to devoting more of my time to those athletes and the, my time with the club, um, helping Mike with a few things. I'm going to be stepping up in a bigger way. Just making better use of that time. Kayak support. Yeah, kayak support so Mike doesn't have to pay a guy. <laughs> what, what a dick, man. <laughs> Dare you use my injured my injury to put me in a kayak and put me to work. It does sound fun, though. Will I fit in that kayak? As far as you know. <laughs> I fit in a kayak just the other day, so I bet you can. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but, uh, we'll figure it out. And oh, by the way, 
if you have any desire to join us, reach out. Got an interesting point of view or story story to tell or uh, have want to sit in and do some Q&A live. Uh, we're open, man. So make it happen. Just reach out to us on the Octane um, Athletics Facebook page. The Octane Athletics is how you can search for that on Facebook or facebook.com slash Octane Athletics. You can also uh, shoot myself uh, a message on that page as well or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Big Dave 4 on Twitter. Randy's at Randy Messman. Uh, and then Mike is under an a assumed name of at Tri Daily Coach. <laughs> Um, so reach out to us there as well if you got any questions and we'll be sure to either answer them live for you or we'll take them on the podcast and answer them. DFWTriClub.com, DFWTriClub.com slash calendar. Yes. For over 1,000 coached events. Randy loves that. Every year. He loves it. Gatorade Endurance. Yeah. The, uh, oh, the on, Gatorade Endurance is on the website. Yes. Uh, there's a link to the Amazon page. Amazon, so I had some. All right. Drinking some as we speak. I'm drinking some right now, and I actually had some yesterday. Have a uh, have a wonderful week, everybody. Peace. <laughs>